you should have heard me talk I, years ago. I, I worked. Uh, I did trading systems for Wall Street traders. If you've ever you've walked in New York occasionally, you know yeah. how, you got to talk fast in New York. Right. Like no one stops. So you're like saying hi to your best buddy as you're walking in opposite directions. So whatever you're going to say, you got to get done in like 20 seconds. So I used to be really good at that. The other thing I used to do is I would hang up on people the minute they took a breath on the phone, <laughs> even customers. So they were like senior VP, senior VP from trading, like you know Morgan Guarantee, and they'd call me up to they wanted to talk, and if they took and I, this was terrible, but they would they would take a breath, and I'd look at it as a pause, and I'd be like, okay, thanks, that's great, and I'd hang up on them. Was, I was such a speed talker. Can you imagine? That? Yeah, they were they were. Kind I can of, imagine you talking a lot. Hmm. What do you mean by that, Josh? So, I what's mean, our topic today? I get, whoa! Look at you changing the subject exactly. once it gets a little uncomfortable it for does Bob. Just get a little. Okay. Un- All right. That's fine. I see how it's going to go today, Bob. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Okay. That's we, can fine. T- we can talk about me, or we can talk about agile development, Josh. Okay. Or- oh, stop it. All right. Jeez. I'm just man. trying to be a little selfless here. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. oh, this is. It is deep. Deep, deep in here. Yes, it is. So our topic today is saying no. Bob wants to go back to the '80s and talk about the "Just Say No" campaign that Nancy Reagan led. I like that. I have that on one of my slot, one of my agile. I know. Slides. You use it I all have, of it. I have that. Yeah. I like it's that. Everywhere. Just Nancy Reagan was bold and courageous. It's like no. Yeah. So saying no. Why don't we frame it a little bit? Like what? What parts of saying no? I mean, this could be a really brief, you know, you and I both say no to the Metacasters. And yeah, we say no, we're done. All right. See you next time. Done. Yep. Shake and bake. <laughs> we should see how long of a silence we can go with yeah. before we come back. Oh, I, you know I have to fill the silence. <laughs> you can't do that to me. All right. So, back to topic before Bob gets us off topic again today on this Metacast. The topic of no, we're going to talk about the various places that we believe you could and should say no, various levels, the 360 degree, up, down, left, right, sideways, and how you should say no. And then last thing we're going to tackle is, is there ever a time when it's okay not to say no? Yeah. So first part, different levels of saying no. Let's talk about internal. So within your team, times to say no. And when you need to say no. Oh, why are, let's even go back. Okay. Just go back. Why are we even talking about it? So I, I think we're talking about it because people don't say no. Correct. People say yes. You can see it. You can see no in their eyes. So let's look at the root problem. I mean, right? There's. You can see no in the body language. Like someone, you know, your boss comes to you and says, "Can you do that tonight?" And and the person breaks out in hives and their hair starts falling out and they say, "Sure, boss." Right. So their their body dissolves. Right. But their mouth says, sure, I can do that. I can name that tune in five notes. Or, or any of those other situations where you want to say no or, you, or even negotiation. The world isn't always just flat no. You can maybe do part of what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. But I think we have this tendency. I see this all the time where people say yes when they mean no. So we're, we're trying to what please people or we're trying to tell people what they want to hear or we want to what go avoid conflict. Yeah, I think the conflict is. Yeah, I think the conflict is the largest issue. There's so many people that are so uncomfortable with conflict, and conflict, healthy conflict is good, right? As having a healthy debate, a healthy discussion, right? Not violently disagreeing, but 
talking about things like we've talked about of no bob i think we should do this and here are the four reasons why and then you eventually come around and say you know what josh for the 500th time you are right and i was wrong is it only been 500 times yeah, that I've been tracking? <laughs> in Jira. Yeah. There's a burn-up chart somewhere in the building. There is. But, I, but, but that's the most common thing is that the assimilation, the conflict, there are so many times when you go around a room and we're asking people, like, are you on board? Do you agree? And by the fifth or sixth person, people are going to say yes just so they assimilate with the group as opposed to being the black sheep and maybe telling the truth that other people haven't seen or aren't willing to talk about. You know, that's always that's always the, trou- the trouble of putting yourself out there and being that guy that's saying no. You know, but maybe you're doing it for the right reasons, you know, because the other people haven't reached the comfort level yet or they don't have the trust or they don't believe in themselves enough, or they don't have that knowledge yet where no is the right answer, and they don't know to say it. But there comes a time when somebody needs to say no for the benefit of the whole team. Yep. So that's what we're that's what we're focusing on, is sort of that, that conflict-averse or no-adverse nature that we all have. I mean, and we've all done it. You've done it. I'm sure you've done it. I've done it. You know, sometimes it's the least path of resistance. I think yeah. to myself, do I really want to do I really want to fight this fight right now? Right. You know, someone fist of five. Do you think the release is ready? Uh, my 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 brain tells me it's a one, and my hand flashes up five because I want to go play golf. Right. Right. Uh, so to me, that's a I should the one is a no. Right. Right. The five is a yes, and I I take the I take the yes road. Uh, so, so that's the framing for the Metacast. Now, why don't we go back into, you know, what are the levels of it? Because ne- there's a lot of situations here where people. So you were you were leading it to the team yeah. the team level yeah. to start with. Yeah, I was just starting on the team team level with. There's a million places. I think that this is where a a good teammate. You have to be a good teammate, and saying no, and disagreeing oftentimes is a good teammate. We'll talk later about how to frame it, right? Don't just slap them with a no and walk away right. and throw the microphone down or anything like that. But when somebody is short drifting their standards or not doing code reviews or the naming convention or anything that took longer, it was easier for them to get done without doing it the right way. You know, that's one thing that I preach to my kids is do it right, do it light, Right, so if you do it right the first time, I'm not going to make you go back and do it. But if you do it wrong, right. I'm going to make you go back and do it. So just choose to do it the right way the first time. You know what the right way is. Just do it. But there are so many times when people get into this path of, well, I won't do a code review. We'll just sneak it through and everything will be fine. It's like, no, we have a process. We need to stick to it. And that's something I push with our teams is we need to stick to our guns when bad things happen. Right, I've been down the path so many times when we're in a release process and it's taking longer we had something that went wrong and we're coming up with these ideas to do on the fly right and then we unravel that sweater even more when the right Right. thing to do is say no let's stop let's roll back let's get back on a process and do it again it might take a little bit longer but that's the right thing to do because you start getting down that dark path, and then it's hard to get back out of it. So there's sort of the definition of done, quality of the work deliverables, that's trust our gut no. That you, what you're, I'm just trying to capture yeah. what you articulated. Uh, I'm thinking sprint planning is an, at a team level. Mm-hmm. There's the no, you know, are we committed to the sprint? Right. 
uh, did people take the right work? So let's say you take something that's too hard for you, mm -hmm. and everyone in the room knows that you just right. took something that's too hard or too easy for you, right? Or whatever you overlaid. Or isn't the top top priority? I grab something off the, the top, bottom of the list. You grab something off the bottom of the list, and and it does. It's not you. It's any of these work selections where the team knows in their heart that it's probably the wrong balance. Right. For work. I think I think say no. Or or it's not even a no in this case, it's just challenge that. Right. Right. Say stop. Is that is that the right decision for us? Right. Uh, would you, I would count would you count like individual work, you know, what I call like serial workitis versus swarming? There's probably you know, it's more comfortable for teams to work serially. Yeah. You grab a story, I grab a story, I don't have to work with a team, I can go home and work on it versus swarming. So I think you could call that out as well. Yeah, that's something that that our team struggles with right now is we get folks that are wrapping up the items that were on their list. Like, okay, I can help, you know. And it was like, no, I got it, right. And what we've been working with people to do is say, no, I'm going to help. Tell I see, me, I like that. tell me yeah. what to work on, or else I'm going to pick something to work on. Yeah, you know I like uh, that. of. Of saying no to people turning down help, right? That's something that we see a lot of people are trying to do the right thing. They're trying to not be a burden or whatever the thought, thought process is. And they're like, no, I don't need help. And then one thing that we've been pushing is saying no to that, of saying, no, I will help you. We are a team. We committed to this. See, I like that. And, and the help supersedes me just sort of working ahead. Right. Right. We're working on goals and we're working together. So we're swarming. I like that. So that's, yeah. that's a nice no. Mm -hmm. Uh, so there's quality-ish work process knows, there's uh, work collaboration, workflow knows, anything else? One thing, it, and you talked about a little bit, is the fist of five. So we try and do a couple of fist of fives throughout the sprint, right? And it's easy to throw up that five and just say, yeah, okay, we're okay, as opposed to being that guy that throws up a two or a one, and then the first question you have to answer is, well, what do we have to do to get to a five? Yeah. And to start tackling those those big issues, right? If recognizing that it's an issue sooner rather than later and hitting the brakes, hitting that big red button in the factory and stopping all manufacturing so we can address this problem and move on before it gets out of control. I've seen a lot of teams that aren't willing to do that. They aren't willing to hit the button soon soon enough and stop and get back on track before they move forward. So they are or not, they are. I see too many teams that are not hitting right. that button or right. stopping. It's too easy for them to throw up a five. Well, you wait too late. I mean, and you see this in project teams and teams. You see it in traditional, you know, we. I mean, managers do it as well. It's head right. in the sand syndrome, right? It's easier to stick your head in the sand and hope for the best. I mean, you're being hopeful. You're being, what, optimistic. Right. Uh, so there's a, this perception. It's not just no. It's fear of confrontation. But you're trying to be, I think a part, another part of it is trying to be positive. Right? I'm a glass half full kind of person, right? right? Uh, that's okay, I guess, if you're walking the dog or clean, you know, mowing your lawn. But if we're, in, if we're in like intellectually challenging work, I think it flips and says, ask, the sooner you can ask for help, the better off you are. Right. If, you're made, if you have team commitments in intellectually challenging, right, in knowledge work. So, um, so do that. I like the fist of five. It, it, I know this is off topic, but mm -hmm. I mean, I like because it's simple. So it's really simple. You know, saying no to you to your face is is pretty confrontational. Right. Throwing up a one or a two, I think, is less. You still have to explain what it means. Right. 
But I, I, I actually seen that that silly technique of a fistify be a very effective way to get people to say no. Yeah, it's right? a great how. Yeah, right? it's a great how of how we tackle problems. And we're starting to do that a lot at the end of each meeting. We're asking, did this meeting add value? At the end of each sprint, we do a fist of five. Did did we add value? And it mines it mines the no in a way that's it's a little more nuanced. It's not just no. You're like what what would it take? So it's a non confrontational. It's not that you know I'm good and you suck. Right. It's it's non confrontational. What would it take to get you to move up? If you're a two, what would it take to get you to be a three or a four? Right. That creates a conversation that talks about the gap. It gives you the why you're no. Right. right. Why you're pushing back instead of just saying no. Um, and, and I like that technique. Anything else at the team? I'm trying to think. Um, retrospectives, you know, I think the no in a retrospective is elephants in the room. Yeah. Right. So we've talked about retrospectives, but you know, the the, the no in that context is the team's ability to get meaningful. You know, to me, you know, immature teams throw silly things into. The, I mean, they're relevant things, but they're really not mean. You know, they're not the top ten right. things versus. You know, saying no is getting the top end things, the real things that are stopping the team from performing, getting them on the table for discussion. Right. Uh, and then maybe doing something about it. Would you add that? So, so you know, you're holding each other accountable. Yeah. So the no there is, what did we do about it? Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, let's not, let's not take on another item, right? We didn't do anything. So there's a no. Right. We, <laughs> we've talked about this in five retrospectives and we've done diddly about it for the last five sprints. Right. Right. We're, no, we're not going to, and everyone's throwing cards up on the wall, right? Yeah. It's like, no, you know, let's just don't, let's not talk about anything else until we like solve one problem yeah. from the past. Yeah, you're right. Beat the team? So that's a team direction. I think so. What about, like, why don't we talk about product owners, scrum masters, maybe coaches? I'm, I'm trying to get a middle tier right. uh, level. So folks who are in the teams but guiding the teams. Right. Any no's there? Size shrinking. So I size. I haven't had that problem. I've been growing over good time. For you. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, too, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a common problem. Yeah. Um, size shrinking? So people trying to squeeze your sizes, yeah, right. Of yeah. hey, you threw up a five. Like, well, you sure? Um, What's up with that? I, I I agree with you, and it's rampant. It's it's freaking rampant. I've I've had now now I'm on a rant. Uh -oh. I'm, I'm like on the uh -oh. no because I had to deal with this for thirty plus years. People have been shrinking. No matter what the method is, it's like oh, it, it's half of that. It's a, you know I want to just grab those pointy headed folks and say okay, then you do it. No, then you do it. And then there's the passive aggressive way to do it of have them size it again. Yeah. Right. It's like where they aren't telling you to shrink it, but they are telling you to. Oh, they're just it. or repeat it. Yeah. Ad nauseum. Right. Do you ever see the pattern where they or they want the details? It may, this used to be someone would say, "Let's sit down and look at the lines <sighs> of code." No, yeah. no, but by looking at the minutia, you can convince. You think you can convince someone that it's small. You never, you never go up. Yeah, and you would think that it would be an equal distribution of. If you look at the details, it would like, oh, this is harder than I thought. It'll go up. Never increases. You're always looking for the. If I examine the details, it'll shrink it. Yeah, that's and, and yeah, so that's a whole big I took us trust off on issue. It. I took us off on it. So shrink, but, shrinking, right? So size, size squeezing, um, sprint packing, right? So we talk about squeezing and then packing, right? So over packing a sprint of your velocity is one hundred and fifty. So that's a I, I I like the so don't fall into you know things don't shrink just whatever that you think they are they are and mm -hmm. stop 
uh, iterate at some point, uh, sprint packing. You know, there is a school of thought that you have to pack every what, every point into a sprint. Right. I sometimes don't, don't worry about it at all. Yeah. I mean, in, in some cases, I'm like, could we just pack half a sprint? Yeah. And then we can pull work in so that we worry about the work rather than worry about what, the packing. Yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've spent a lot of time in the past trying to trim our sprints down to our expected velocity because we have to get things done. It was like, no, we're going to get 150 points, right? So what comes out of making those tough decisions of what's the real priority here? Yep. That's that's always one of the big hurdles for newer teams is defining a real priority and not accepting that there really are five number one priority items like no we need to, we need to put those in order so that's a big no at this level is priorities and having them clearly defined and in an actual order yep what about scrub masters like i think so to me part a big part of the scrum master role sometimes i think of them as being a sheepdog in that they're protecting the team so there's a lot of no potential in the sheepdog role so what are some examples of good scrum masters saying no to the in, in the environment, I, I, I'll give you one just mm-hmm. to prime the you know, a manager attends a daily stand up and starts asking people pointed questions, right? Right, um, and that can that can easily happen. It doesn't mean they're a bad manager at all, it right. could be a great manager. Uh, they could the team could be under the gun, the business could be under the gun, right? Uh, but they're they're literally what they're bushwhacking the stand up to make it what their their status report they're not just status but actioning they end up actioning people and i want you to report to me tomorrow and the right. progress you make today uh so a good scrum master would have to say no to that now i don't know if they would generally embarrass i don't think they should embarrass the person right there but no they, that's a post stand-up discussion yeah but they have to say no they have to take action yeah uh, and if that reoccurs i think they they have to more violently say no in some way or, right. or talk more to that person other examples of scrum masters saying no um just bad stand-up procedures folks not following the ceremonies as the team have subscribed to so oh, I like that. That's, so so that's team downwards, right? right? So there's the management outward. No, there's right. the team. Right. You know, are we practicing what we preach? Right. So within a stand up, I answer the three questions, and somebody asks a question, and we talk for ten minutes about that issue instead of putting it on a parking lot and saying, "Okay, we'll talk about that after the stand up. Let's finish the stand up and then go." Right. So that's of, a good no. That's yeah. a good so sort of a process no. That's stay on point. Mm-hmm. Good no there. I mean, in general, uh, defend the team outward. Anything else? I'm trying to think of what the scrum master. Let me go back to quality reminders and stuff. I think a good scrum master, if they start sniffing that the team is short, whatever the agreements are for getting stuff done, if they if they feel like the team is not adhering to their agreements, whether they're agile principles or not, it could, right. it could be what a code review, like you said earlier. Yeah. Uh, if the team doesn't bring it up, I think a scrum master could say. No, I you know didn't we? I thought I thought we had agreed. Right. <laughs> so there's a way to say no. Right. It's not always like, no. Why is the build still red? Exactly. <laughs> That's a sort of a no. Right. I know we're jumping the gun a little bit to the end, but a no isn't always a no. A right. no is could we call a fist of five? A no is why is the build red? A no is I thought we agreed. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's essentially a no. It takes courage to say stuff like that. I think. Yeah. Uh, how about product owners? We talked about the size. Um, issues I've had with product owners is getting them to actually admit that we're never really going to fix that bug. 
that it's something that just isn't worth fixing. Oh, see, that's an interesting, no, we won't fix it, or no, we don't have the capacity to. So there's a bunch of no's around product owners, right? Yeah. Our capacity is 20 points. You have a backlog of 1,000, and you want it done this year. Right. No, we can't. You Clearly, do the math. We clearly can't do that. You have to start saying no somewhere. Yeah. Uh, that's a, I like that. Did you did you see the Andrik Nieberg? Uh, there's a there's a a 15 minute video that Andrik Nieberg he's written a couple books he did on the role of the product owner. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, I'll send you a link. Okay. He says the most important word in the vocabulary of the product owner is not yes but no. Good. It's the most important word for them. Yeah. Uh, and and I I agree with that. Right. It is. And it's so easy. He. That's actually something we should bring up. What? No is hard. Yes is what? Easy. Easy. It's. But it's so. At that moment in time, that's true. But oh, yeah, the long term is the uh, opposite. It's abs- You're absolutely right. No is hard, and yes is easy. But you flip it around in the long term. Right. It, I think I'd say a hundred percent of the time. I've never said yes in, in. I can't even remember in my entire career where I've I've had a lame yes that actually worked for me. Right. Ever. Right. Under any. <laughs> In any direction. And you've been doing this for a while. For a short period of time. <laughs> I just can't remember. And, and it just got worse. Yeah. It, I mean, it just, yeah. stuff got worse. Right. And then I had to, and then when I said no, or if I, or, you know, if I stammered or whatever, it was always, the, the situation was always worse. So it made, it, it made the, the remedy or, or the follow-up action that much harder. Yep. Uh, so product owners saying no to work, uh, what about if the team tries to please them and they say, well, we could hack this in three points. Here's a powerful no from a product owner to the team. Yeah. Uh, well, we can do that in 10 points correctly or we can hack it in three points. Yeah, saying no to that. I would love it if a product owner, <laughs> I, I think it would be a rare product owner yeah, to do that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Right? But if I've they say no, I would actually like you, I want to pay the 10 points for a well-constructed feature. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't want it in three points if it does if it's not properly done. But what's the message that sends to the team? Can you just well, just equality doesn't matter? Right? But, but I mean, flip it around. Oh, yeah, one the, no to that. Just one every once in a while. Throw that. I mean, it says that. I mean, you're sending this message to the team that quality matters. Right. Every 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 story quality matters. Uh, All right. So upwards. Yeah. Upwards, so We're, your boss. Never, I, I think I think the answer is never say no upwards. Never say no. They're always right. No. 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 <laughs> They're not. They're always right. No. Because they have infinite wisdom. No. And and they they're in a situation that we really we couldn't comprehend. No. 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 I'm saying that as one of them, right? Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that leaders have to do is learn to say no to themselves, right? Because you get blinded by some other whatever right and you start getting greedy somehow and you've got to say no to yourself and then you need the team to say no right you if you hire yes men you're screwed just plain and simple um and i view that as part of my job to my boss right my my boss hired me to do a job that he knows that i have knowledge and experience to do well and he trusts me to tell him yes we can or no we can't and I feel if I say yes all of the time, I'm doing him a disservice and I'm doing the company a, a disservice because I'm not fulfilling the role that I was hired to fill of help 
guide us down the right path. And but at I times, think you're, I think you're rare, though, aren't you? I hope I mean, not. From a variety of factors. I'm rare but, in many ways. It's, yeah, but I'm still trying to figure out why my wife married me. But that's a different discussion. <laughs> but that's rare. I mean, I think you're a good leader, Josh, and I think that's rare. I, like, I, I think that's use the eighty twenty rule. Right. I think twenty percent of the leaders have your mindset. Yeah, I that's think, the sad I truth. I think eighty percent of the leaders, and I think I'm being kind, like yes men. They like can-do people. Right. They'll throw it offshore. Oh, if this onshore team can't do it, I'll get the offshore India team to do it. Why? Because they don't say no to me. They'll right. they'll just try to suck it up. And I don't care about the end result. I'm going to get a crappy chunk of code that doesn't mean right. that doesn't. But but they delivered something right. to me. I I I think I think sort of sort of the dichotomy is I think the good leaders embrace the no. I remember at Ralph uh, Ralph Kasuba. I worked for him at Eye Contact, and he really struggled with people telling him yes when he knew it was no. And he was pleading with people to to get through it. He's like, tell right. me the truth. Right. Don't lie. All I want is, the, all he wanted was the truth. Right. I would tell him the truth, but very often, because I'm stupid, I guess, or whatever, uh, or, you know, I'm balanced. I'm not afraid of telling the truth, but so many other people didn't want to do that. Yeah. And it was sort of his, his dilemma. He was like, I don't know what to do. He's like, I'll buy them a beer. I'll send them, I'll send them Christmas cards. I want them to be comfortable telling me the truth. Right. Or saying yes and saying no. Yeah. And it's, it's very, I think it's, it's different. I think leaders have to set up that environment. And almost, it's it's like you have to go overboard. I'm sure you see this. It's like folks will, based on your role, they'll tell you what they think you need want to hear, right? Rather than having the courage to tell you what what you want is the truth, right? Right. So leader. So let's start from a leadership perspective. I think it's actually less. Can we flip it around, and and say it's not the better paradigm should not be people saying no upward. It should be leaders asking for no mm-hmm. or being a sponge for no right would you buy that yeah and i think and, the first thing that you need to do when that no comes out first the first time you have to jump on it you have to treat it as a special occasion and you, you know celebrate it and there's thank cool, them there's a cool idea right? right and 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 really accept it trust it and use that moment right because as soon as someone says no and they realize you're not really listening they aren't I tell my boss we should go left, but he still goes right. Right. That's when people stop saying no because it's clear that their no doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't. So, so that's the leadership thing is we're flipping it around, and I like this. We're putting the monkey on the back of leadership. Mm-hmm. And this actually, scrum masters who are listening and product owners, it's the same. So this cascades down into the teams. Right. Right. It's be more receptive to no. Listen. Right. Be a sponge for no. You're not being a naysayer. So I don't think we're saying be a naysayer or be what pessimistic, or not have a can-do attitude. But it's just reality is reality, right. and and encourage that. That was a weird way of talking about upward nose, but mm-hmm. but I liked it. Uh, the other side effect there is I think what just tell truth. I mean the overriding tendency here is to what tell truth. I think. Right. Yeah, if, that never gets you yeah, in a bad place. <laughs> Well, I think people filter. I, I, I mean, the other part of this no discussion is everyone knows that it's no out there. Right. It's we're filtering. 
Right. So, so you know, I wish I could take a, like a snapshot of people's brains. Like, what are they really thinking versus right. what are they saying? Right. And you would see consensus. It would be funny, right? There's this consensus. Like, it's the Death March Project. Yeah. No one admits it's a Death March Project. The, what, the status dashboard is green. Right. If you do the snapshot of everyone's brain, they know they're in a Death March Project. Yeah. And everything's red. Yep. And there's this, what, this huge disconnect in reality. Right. Between what we think... And, and and then what what we're saying? Yep. Uh, how to say no? Well, I, I think the key is not just come out and say no. It's right the different ways that we've talked about the fist of five, asking a question. You know, that's, questions are extremely powerful, and phrasing the right way of so I, why are our builds? Well, I think we answered that question originally yeah. when we were prepping for this metacast. I was thinking, well, there's a whole discussion. It but what's nice is along the way. We've talked about the how. It's fist of five. It's questions. It's just honest, you know, just honest curiosity right. as to what's going on. It's it's having the less filtering. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's having the courage, leadership. It's being a magnetic attractor to yes and no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved your example of what applauding. Yeah. Uh, or what celebrating? I know it sounds yeah, absurd. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. One of the biggest examples I so I had a team a couple of years ago that we were doing Scrum, and they came to me and said we want to do Kanban, and I knew it was the wrong thing, but it was that they came and said no, we want to change this. So I didn't care if I thought it was the right thing or not. I'm like yes. You're engaged, you're embracing this, you're taking ownership, you're trying to fix the problem. And I knew we'd eventually cycle back to Scrum, but it was that first time when they had really said, no, we want to do this a different way. And they owned it. And at that moment, I knew, even though I knew it was a little bit wrong, I wanted them to go down that path and start to own it. And they eventually iterated on it and landed on the right solution. So there's a, that's an interesting, that's a different story, though. That's a, your heart said no, but your mouth said yes, and it was trusting the team to see as a leader. Yeah. To see, so no isn't always, there's this, it's situational, right? I'm trying to point it out, but that was a, what you, I love that story, but it was a different story. It was a trust-based what? Yes. It was a trust-based yes, because... They had taken a leap that they hadn't taken yet before of we're going to own this and we want to make it better. But I knew that the short-term answer was wrong, but me just saying no and squashing at that moment would have killed them coming back to me and saying, no, we want to change this. Because it's like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. So So maybe the lesson there is don't always say no. Right. But help guide them along to, to the right answer. So that was the exciting part for me was... That it was less me leading and me becoming more of a shepherd and helping them find their way to the right answer. And when they found the way to the right answer on their own, it really stuck. And they landed on an answer pretty similar to the answer I had given them six months ago. But it was their answer now. So let me pick on you. So there's two directions there. There's yes and no. And there's your role, and there's the upward no, where you're courageously defending your team to leadership. Mm-hmm. And then there's the downward yes or no, where you're what, influencing your team. The two are different. Yes. Right? Just in your stories, and I think they should be different. Mm-hmm. So to the team, don't be excessive with your no's. 
right? Don't always, don't. So it's not always the right answer to say no. Don't right. do that, right? When you're talking to a team as a leader or a scrum master right. or a product owner, sometimes allow folks discovery. Yeah, it's it's okay to let them fail. Just have the guardrail so that when they fail, they yep. don't like break a leg. But there's a lesson learned. Yep. If you continually give them the answer every time they're never really going to learn those lessons yeah. and be able to stand out on their own now going up to your boss who's beating you up to add features all the time rarely is yes yeah it's hard to teach that <laughs> it's hard to teach that lesson upwards yeah, exactly right? of hey we're going to fail yes but we're going to fail yes we're, <laughs> we're going to fail again <laughs> yes we're going to fail so I'm just, I'm just saying it's a situational thing I think yeah. for leadership roles you have to put on some common sense and you you know you have to look at the downward versus the upward situation uh, are we missing anything with saying no um, we I think an important point we made I want to repeat it is it's rarely it, it is in fact it's let's just say it, it there's a rule there's it's never a good idea to say yes when you know it's no right mm -hmm. at least for, at a team level yeah and and talking upward it's it's so don't just get away from it yes. the, the more we can remove our deflector screens and tell truth yeah the better off we are uh it, it just gets worse over time um what do you think not a bad metacast. Not bad. Just say no. Just so say no. can we say so can we say no? It's time to end. We're done. We can. Okay. We can. I know you would like to talk for much longer. No, I'm actually I'm trying to be terse today. <laughs> Have you noticed that? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how do folks get a hold of this, Josh? <laughs> so Bob, they can reach us on our website, www.metacast.com. That's a hyphen between the A and the C. Um, do we tweet? Twit? We do. Twit? Are we Twitter? We are on are we Twitter. Twits? You are. We are on Twitter. <laughs> Meta hyphen cast, all spelled out, one word. We're on Facebook. We're everywhere. We were on SoundCloud. Our adoption on SoundCloud wasn't high, and it's relatively expensive for what you get back. So we are going to stay on SoundCloud, but it will only be the two most recent casts because until listenership goes up there, that, I don't have the money to spend on it, quite honestly. So unless somebody wants to be a sponsor and pay for we, that. Oh, sponsors? Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, that would be great. So not only do we want feedback, but it would be the coolest thing <laughs> if we could get a sponsor. Yeah. Uh, so so consider that, uh, folks. If you're getting value, consider sponsoring something. We had, so August was our best month ever Woo! by like 23%. Wow. Yeah. Where, where was it? For, I, I'm, this is the curious part. Is it Europe-based or something? Remember in Germany? When... We had a, a run in Germany where we were very popular. We had a run mid-year where we were popular in Spain. Uh, but cool. the U.S. is coming back a little How bit. How cool is that? Yeah. All right. So uh, give us, send us your feedback on future Metacast. Let us know how the uh, how the technical debt thing went. Uh, the just say no. I liked, I liked the flow of that. Uh, future topics. Uh, actually, the technical debt was a suggestion from, from a listener. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're open to that. Uh, otherwise, uh, I think we're going to stick a fork in this thing. Yeah. So from beautiful downtown Raleigh, North Carolina, I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all.